0: You are listening to the Salty Witches podcast. My name is Jasper, formerly known as Joey, and I'm here with the illustrious hosts, Mike and Austin. Hello, what's up? I am Uh, definitely very happy I got to do that. Thank you too for letting me do that. Oh,
1: now you're now you're going to be. Well, I can't say you'll be famous, but (laughs) you. you'll be you'll, you'll be yeah you'll be something um anyway, thank you so much jasper for joining us tonight and um we have a really interesting topic tonight um and this was actually a topic that you suggested which is why we felt we wanted to have you on the podcast um and
0: mm-hmm. you've been
1: on you've been on before i think this is your third time
0: yeah um i was uh, under my old name i have recently gone through a name change so mm-hmm. um if you search Joey, you'll see me there but i am now jasper and so that's a thing. But, okay. uh, yeah, this is the third time I've been on, so i'm very I'm very honored to be back. It's very nice. Every time you ask me to be on, I'm always so excited so well, we we like to to talk with you. and
1: uh, and yeah, and I, as I was saying, the topic that you suggested is um, I think it's a, it's a good thing to be discussing, and it is topical because we are. Uh, if not already very soon to be dealing with this mm. so our our topic tonight the focus of this episode is holiday emotional health Oof. um and we're going to be discussing this or kind of laying this out with information that is both um supported and and uh or i should say offered and supported by actual behavioral health specialists mm-hmm. um um and we're also going to be talking about ways that we can better navigate the uh difficulties particularly with um within like family familial situations uh by utilizing our our craft as witches because i think it's always best for us to be holistic in our approach to the many challenges we face in life so so shall we dive in
0: oh uh, yeah let's go i'm
1: ready for it all right so the first thing I really want to say, and, you know, is that th- this is a time of year, I think, for a lot of people that really does raise a lot of issues around family specifically. It's, it's a very triggering time. Yeah, it is. Um, and I think for most, uh, these issues come up because of really what's going to be probably like the roots of these are usually past family dysfunction, right? If we're coming from, you know, or or dealing with a group of people that have just always, for whatever reason, been kind of a source of difficulty and pain in our lives. I mean, the last thing we probably want to do is spend time with these people. But, uh, but, you know, but here we are, once again, we find ourselves facing the holiday season and family plans are made. Right. So yeah. Jasper, why do, from, for me again, from a behavioral perspective, why do most of us feel this pressure to revisit unhealthy family situations?
0: So I, I, I do want to preface that I am, the reason I am able to speak on this is a, I'm a social worker hmm? And B, I, um, I am working on a degree in psychology. On top of uh, I have a degree in theology, but I'm working on a degree in psychology now that I'm trying to not be so hyper religious. But uh, I, I was actually talking with my coworkers about this today because we've been kind of gearing up for holiday ourselves. Yeah. In our field, we work with um, a lot of clients that are LGBT uh, and HIV positive at mm-hmm. our job okay and so holidays are really hard for some of them you know yeah because we're, we're we're if you're gay you're gonna go back to sometimes the source of that drama mm. but like uh, one of my coworkers had a really good um answer to that and it's like despite the dysfunction and how terrible they could be for us like deep down we know that they still have some type of a love for us and because we as empathetic creatures. You know, since that, we don't want to hurt them, despite they probably deserve some of the hurt that they would have coming to them. We don't want them to hurt. And so, like, it, it's it's a very um, fucked up way of thinking about it. Yeah. But like, we don't want to hurt the very people that are hurting us because, hey, we're trying to be better than them. Mm. But B, it's just like, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Um, one of my coworkers said like it was like Stockholm syndrome.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I've got that here in my notes. Yeah, it was like um, like it because it does. It seems to be like like you you are you're choosing con you're consciously choosing to see the person who is responsible for your trauma in maybe not a positive light, but you you are choosing to view them in a way and, and continuing to interact with them in a way that. You know, absolutely is, is rooted in your own empathy, but, uh, but is also unfortunately allowing them to still have a window into your life to potentially create more harm. Um, so it, it is a very odd thing, but, but again, I want to say it's a very human thing. Um, and the way that you've explained that makes perfect sense to me. I think a lot of people absolutely feel that way, right? We, we want to, I think a lot of the time, particularly with family, we want to try to see the best in these
0: people. Um, but, I, I do want to preface that. Yeah. Like, I, and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves. I know, like, we're gonna talk about some of that more in depth, but like, that doesn't make you a, 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 I, I uh, somebody wanted me to make sure I say, like, just because you do think that, like, you know, or you do feel that obligation to go back to your family, that doesn't make you like, a broken individual. In fact, it does show that you are way more caring than you probably give yourself on because you want to go and be around the very people that hurt you. But it's not like a, uh, oh, it's because I like the pain. It's because I really care about these people deep down inside, even though I probably shouldn't. And yeah. I just preface that because you mentioned that a little bit right there.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very good. Yeah, that's a that's a good catch. I and mean, I think it is it is good to to be mindful of that. Yeah. So
0: well, on
2: an energetic level as well, um the reason we continuously go back to those things is th- th- there are there are a few factors there one are the energetic cords that we have built with those people now i know some people are going to hear that and they're gonna go, oh well then i'm just going to cut a cord and that, that's not how that works if you're going to cut a cord then you better be ready for that person to just die <laughs> like just if if you're going to be sad when this person dies probably don't cut the cord with them second um it's because on some level we know that we have the ability to take back power in that situation. Um, And so our spirits and maybe even our, just us on a subconscious level energetically wants to try and go back to reclaim that power or maybe even potentially see what we can do to help affect the other person to see the other side of the coin
0: let me let me let me make sure i'm understanding you austin so you're basically saying that like sometimes we might choose to go back to those family situations um as a way of being like you know what i'm the one in charge here yep i'm the one who comes here to this situation and i came here of my own free will despite knowing what the fuck you did to me yep Mm okay okay just wanted to have that clarifying thought yeah mm-hmm. yeah no
1: no no and that's and that's absolutely true and you it's good to bring those up awesome because we are, we do have in addition to those behavioral emotional kinds of ties we do certainly have energetic and spiritual ties and those yeah. can sometimes ping us back to those those situations so yeah so all right so Jasper so from from a behavioral perspective um those who decide to spend time with People, fam, you know, family, whoever they may be, you know, for you know this time of year around the holidays, you know, we've got many coming up over the next two months, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they're and again, basically, they're just they're they're choosing to spend time with dysfunctional family. What what are some tips? What are some things that you would suggest? Again, from just a you know a behavioral perspective, that people can do to make that decision, or I would say maybe navigating the consequences of that decision easier.
0: Um, first and foremost, I think that you probably need to have your therapist on speed dial.
3: <laughs> okay. I say
0: kind of in jest, but it, reality, really like working on like, because every person is going to be different and unique. And I think that having those conversations with the people who are working on you and your behavior and like those processing emotions and things, um, having some type of a plan of action would be really wise. Um, but if you don't have a therapist, um get one no um but if you don't have a therapist i think that um really looking at how you um set up boundaries boundaries are very Mm -hmm. important okay um in fact we just we just been having this conversation at work about how we have boundaries even with our clients And, and and oftentimes it's very hard because the part of you that wants to to be helpful and to like love on these people because they are your family mm-hmm. um and and we have this in our society like this this weird um i'm gonna say like american culture very like oh family is family and everybody can come together on the holidays yeah and that's just not true um in fact that can be detrimental to someone's mental health and well-being yeah so setting up boundaries is something that I think and I'll list some later on, but like setting up boundaries is my biggest one, basically being like, I'm going to tolerate this much. And once it hits this point, I'm going to be done, whatever done looks like it could be like getting up and leaving mm-hmm.
3: it could
0: be, uh, I I have held my tongue long enough, I'm not holding it anymore. It could be, um, all right, I'm gonna test this one out and if this is the if this is how it's going to go, this is the last family event I'm going to. I have done that in my own family. I my um, I had a bit of a situation last year with a family member that it got kind of physical and I said, I'm not going to family events so long as he's there.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I kept that word. I miss Christmas, I miss Thanksgiving. Uh, it was the first time in my life that I did that. But I was like, Nope, he crossed the line, and I'm not allowing it. But after a year, it has taken me like learning about boundaries, learning about what I will and won't tolerate, to where I'm like, I'm going to go to my family this year. So I'm with our listeners, some of them, I'm like, I'm going to be going to a family situation that I don't want to go to, but I love most of my family. Yeah. (laughs) So I have to tolerate the one person.
3: Yeah.
1: But so, that, is, that is so difficult um, to be in a situation like that because these really, these are, these, these should be the people that you want to spend time with, the people that you want to see. And I, I think more and more that just really just proves not to be the case for a lot of people.
0: And it's a tragedy because it's, like you said, it's the people that we should want to be around, the ones that should be filling our cup. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it's it's really hard Um when you have people in your life that like you go to for that protection and that love and that acceptance, mm-hmm. have it utterly rejected. So it, it it's truly like, I, 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 am still a sucker for Christmas. You know, I love me some Christmas and I love mm-hmm. like, you know, the vibe you get. Cause as one of my coworkers, put, like, it's like the one time a year, everybody's kind of forced to be nice to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, I love the vibe of it but i i'm still like not excited about going and being with my family Mm -hmm. i get how people can feel like it's gonna fucking suck but we're gonna we're gonna make it through together everybody we got this do you
1: have any tips kind of following along, along the lines of your your talk there on um uh establishing setting up uh very particular very hard boundaries for what you will and won't accept from others um do you have any additional tips on really the follow-up work. And I guess what I mean by that is that, you know, we, we hear a lot, particularly when we're talking about the way that just random people are dealing with sources of trauma in their lives, you know, we hear things like, well, you just need to assert healthier boundaries. You just yeah. need to, you know, we hear that that's a become, I think, a very trendy thing in, in certain circles, um, you know, to hear. Right. Um, but, but then there's also, you know, then there's the part of that afterwards, like, well, what does that really look like? Like, you know, like I'm asserting this boundary. I'm not going to let you say this to me. You know, and then that person says that to you, you know, and because if these are the kinds of people that have caused you past trauma, the likelihood that they're going to respect your boundaries now is not very high, you know, and so when they do this, then do you have any tips for, you know, that person who is who has asserted that boundary, who set that boundary actually like, like you, you need to be brave, you need to find that well of courage in you, you need to be strong enough to actually enforce that to back that up. And I think that's where a lot of people slip, you know, saying I'm not going to let you do this to me is is really, to be honest, a lot easier than actually getting up, putting on your coat and walking out of the house when they then do that thing to you. Mm -hmm. So is there any advice to people on how maybe they can better tap into that inner strength or ways that they can maybe make themselves accountable for enforcing the boundaries they've set?
0: It really comes down to them as a person and I know that sounds like a cop-out answer but it's if you actually said you took the words right out of my mouth it's it's how deep are you willing to go into your courage to do that because um I'll use an example um I'm non-binary they them pronouns right Mm -hmm. uh so how much am I going to tolerate my family who does not understand nor accept my pronouns and how i i want to be referred to or or the fact that i'm changing my name like they 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 will not respect that how often do i let it slide and be polite about correcting them before i get very not polite right okay yeah and so it's it's really like you have to be your own thermostat when it comes to that and there is no um like I we can't wave a magic wand it, it really goes back honestly kind of to what austin and y'all have said in the past there is no easy button here right yeah. mm-hmm. but it's also are you willing to do the work you know and 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 sadly when it comes to the holidays we tend to put up with a lot more than we should because it's like oh it's the holidays i'm not going to be the one that causes the stink of the holidays but you're not going to cause a stink now, but are you going to, like, what What are you going to do when they guilt you at, like, a birthday party or, like, yeah family reunion, right? Yeah. Or, like, when we're just going to have Sunday dinner. Like, how often are we going to let these boundaries get pushed to the side? Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really don't like that we use it's the holidays as an excuse to to let things go. I'm not let things go and neither should you well you know the reality
2: is is that's 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 a deflection I'm not I'm not going to do it because of the holiday holidays that is a trauma response that is I don't want to do this because I know that it's going to be a bigger deal it's anticipation of a fight and um, sometimes you have to fight and if you don't want to fight, and it's going to be easier to, like Mike said, get get up, put your coat on, say goodbye. You did not respect. You did not respect my wishes. I'm going to go somewhere else where my wishes will be respected, and my boundaries will be respected. And then leave it at that. Don't engage anymore and leave. That's hard. That's hard. It's 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 easier to just fold and just okay, whatever. Um, using a personal example of mine. I hate going and doing things with my mother. So, the last time we went out, um, we were just talking and I was relaying an experience to her about when I was in the audition circuit. And she just point blank said, I don't believe that any of that happened because I don't believe people could be that cruel. And I stopped her. I pulled out my phone, put on my jacket, grabbed my keys, and said, Have a good rest of the lunch. I'm calling an Uber to get me back to your house. So that way I can get my car and leave. And she started freaking out. And I said, no, you just gaslit me. You just gaslit me. And that's not something I'm going to put up with. So apologize or I'm leaving and you will never see me again. Those are your two options. And And, and she just sat there and she's, you're being dramatic. And I said, I'm leaving. And I started so she, walking so she, away She, she
1: gaslit you again. Yes.
2: And so I started walking away and she swallowed her pride and said, I'm sorry. And I said, okay, I know you don't mean that because you believe you're in the right, but you will respect my boundaries from here on out. And if you do not, I will leave. And I pulled up my phone and I said, all I have to do is press
0: order. That's all I have to do is schedule. And honestly, that is like prime example. It's, it's, Following through with the things that you say, so if you say, um, uh, I'll just use, I'll use an extreme, right? Uh, Most of our listeners are part of the LGBT spectrum. Uh, So I'm going to preface saying, sorry for everybody who gets upset by this slur, but if I hear somebody, like if I'm at a family event and somebody's going to call me a faggot, Hmm? zero tolerance, bye-bye, see you later. That's happened before. Yeah. That's happened before. And, you know, it's just how much bullshit are you going to put up with, right? Exactly. And, and 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 I hate to say it, everybody eventually will come to a point where you just will not tolerate the bullshit anymore. Yeah. And so why does it have to wait until after the holidays? Mm-hmm. Maybe they need to see you blow up at that holiday for it to sink in finally. Because if it's just going to happen on a random Sunday, they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, you know, Jasper's uh, acting weird again, or Austin's doing Austin things, or Mike's doing Mike things. That, but at a holiday, that's a memorable event. So they're going to listen to you now. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. They really blew up. And this was at Christmas. Well, you know? and what's going to end up happening is they're going to blame you for ruining it.
2: And, and that's good. Let them blame they're going you to, you gossip, to and a- gossip and gossip and gossip because that's what people do. And you have to have enough strength within yourself and respect for yourself
0: to go no Mm -hmm. well i also want to say a quick aside um if you have a solid group of friends that like you're really really close with not to insert yourself during their situation but if they're any close to you it'd be wise to maybe say hey if shit goes south can i come and like just you know, decompress and like maybe spend the rest of the holidays at your place, mm-hmm. or, or or let them know, hey, I'm gonna go home and I'll be here the rest of the night. That way, if they feel like, oh, we have extra room, come to ours, or like they at least know you're safe. Yeah. And so I say always have a community to fall back on that yeah. will like like what somebody uh, Austin said earlier, like it, that will respect your boundaries or yeah. will respect what you say is and isn't acceptable. So that well, just. I'm i'm just
1: i'm just gonna say that i think the two of you are being way over dramatic and i personally am not going to pick a fight at a a gathering like that around the holidays because i want those presents you know what those people owe me
0: okay You get the presents right, and you eyeball them under the tree. Be like, all right, I see the ones that are mine, and you quickly, as you're walking out, grab those and go because you're okay. Dead. Okay, yeah.
1: that's that's a that's a good. I personally am good
2: strategy. More akin to arson, just light the fucking tree on fire.
1: And you as know? you walk
2: out, let everything just burn down.
1: It was probably an ugly tree, anyway. Uh, Listen,
0: I love decorating a Christmas tree. It's my favorite thing. It has so many Santa Clauses on mine. So, so
1: oh, well, no, no, no! I, I, hey, I, I decorate, a, I, I decorate a Christmas tree every year with my mother. I, uh, that's one of my favorite traditions with my mother. It is uh, not
2: my favorite tradition. As a matter of fact, I do not like the holidays
1: at all. Yeah, but you're the Grinch. So. I am.
2: I think it's uh, ridiculous that we we set aside a couple of days out of the year
0: to be compassionate and kind to each other when we should just be doing that every day.
1: Ew. Where do you learn Uh, these things?
0: Not not to, 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 not to like kind of bring it back to witchcraft because, but we are. Well,
1: no, no, I I want to. And actually I was going to ask a question kind of, kind of getting us back there, but please go, go ahead, Jasper. What are you going to say?
0: I I think it's interesting that like we as like, you know, I'm going to say pagans. I know not every pagan is a witch. Not every witch is like necessarily a pagan, but like, as like pagans or witches who like you know have multiple holidays throughout the year that we celebrate like when it comes to christmas and things and i'm kind of saying christmas because fuck thanksgiving in my opinion but that's that's a whole other conversation (laughs) but the turkey it's not even the fucking turkey it's just god it's just a waste of holiday it's i call it the pre-christmas we're pre-gaming for christmas that's what this is it's a waste of money it's a waste of holidays but anyway as like pagans and witches we we have so many holidays that we celebrate throughout the year and that we've cultivated like our own like traditions and things that when it comes to christmas we're just very much like a y'all are acting super special but this is how it is every you know every couple months with our family and our chosen like witchy family or friends you know yeah we 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 throw a bash at halloween because it's you know our our different traditions and holiday things but like yeah. We get to these holiday seasons and everybody's like, oh my God, Christmas, we've got to be like this. We've got to do this. The, and blah, 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 blah. How about you make your own thing? Yeah. Like instead of like, you know, I I don't know. We can we can we can get to that a little bit deeper. No, no, that.
1: no. I think you're absolutely right. I think, of course, a lot of that has to do, of course, with just, you know, commercialism and marketing, right? Um, yeah, but I do I do agree with you. Yes. Yeah. I think that um people who fall into the spectrums of belief that that we all do i think uh yeah we 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 have we have other really cool days that we can fall back on you know the, these these winter these these december holidays in particular like christmas you know they don't really hold the same gravity i think for a lot of pagans that they do for other people cold um,
2: time is inside time yeah very that maybe yeah. maybe
0: undercovers with what if you really
1: like to ski you
0: oh, like to ski? what what kind of rich person thing is that I ain't got no time. listen. Yeah, I got... I,
1: well we're, we're we're you know we're in Salt Lake City and we have you know we have quite the the uh robust ski tourism industry here. Um I'm not <laughs> a skier. I think it's a horrendous waste of time and money and other resources. That's for to um, folk
0: shit. You know at the end of the day it's uh, like, uh, the, there was a comedian John Panette, got Yeah. His soul. Yeah. He literally, like made a joke like it's literally you're taking me up a mountain and then throwing me down the mountain. Why would I do that? Like most people, they ski and they go, we, and then there's me. I would go, ah, and then yeah. I would be in because I'd be dead. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, back to. Back okay. To- let's,
1: let's bring it, let's bring it back to witchcraft. Okay. So, all right. So, and I'm curious to hear from both of you on this, just some ideas or maybe ways you would do this. So how, how might we handle troublesome family in a magical way? You know, say like, for instance, say. What kind of working or what could we potentially do on a magical, on a witchcraft level that would maybe help us to better deal with, say, like, the racist uncle or the narcissistic mother or, God forbid, the grandfather that sexually abused us as a child who we are still made to face year after year until the old fucker just dies? How how would we go about maybe doing something on a magical level to help with some of that?
2: Well, grandpa can't really come to Christmas or Thanksgiving if grandpa's
0: in the hospital. So you're going right to curse. For that one. Okay. Or if he's I, bedridden. Fair. That's fair. Um I, I I was gonna say I don't know any particular like uh, spells just yet, but I would say like my my gut instinct is like a very much like a binding. Cause like the image that came to mind is like binding of a tongue. Okay, yeah. Like that. That would yeah. be efficient. Yeah. Good job.
1: Jackson. Yes, it's hung by Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, particularly for like the first two examples, right? I mean, and obviously, those are those are you know, you know, I I tried to think of examples that, of examples that would be fairly common. I think I think all of us. Well, I I can't say all of us, but I'm I'm pretty sure most of us out there, most of us have like you know that uncle or that aunt or you know who knows that that family member that is like you know they're super conservative, you know they're maybe they're overly religious. You know, but you know, but ultimately, you know, whatever it is whatever it is they're saying, it's heinous and fucked up and we don't want to hear it, right? Um, you know, and so, you know, and then other situations, you know, we have family members, you know. I made the example of say like a narcissistic mother, you know, but you know, maybe it isn't narcissism, maybe it's some other sort of uh personality quirk that makes, you know, said loved one difficult to deal with, right? But I think most of us we have these people, right? These are pretty common figures that pop up, you know, in our in families. And um, and yeah, I would agree with you, Jasper. I, I think something like like a tongue bind would work really well for those kinds of situations. Basically, we just need to get these people just not to say the things that mm-hmm. they're going to say, right?
2: Well, if you're dealing with something like that, some if we're going to go straight to narcissistic. Um, well, and
1: I should qualify. You know, I, I I'm not. I'm, most people who are using that word these days are not qualified to be using that word.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, and someone can have narcissistic personality traits and not be a narcissist. Mm. um but yeah anyway go on
2: get yourself a piece of white cloth a mirror and a piece of quartz wrap that up with a picture of said person Mm. and carry it with you uh to this gathering what that's going to effectively do is wrap them in a reflective mirrored like energy and everything that they do to try and ruin the day or ruin the night or make everything about them is just going to and in- ultimately just collapse around them mm. it's not a curse It's not really a hex it's, it's a of, uh, it's a containment you're here
0: stay in your own shit keep it to yourself i i like that one um we could go straight to the craft and just be like i bind you nancy um everyone um, has a nancy
1: everyone does have a nancy
0: yes no but like i was i was saying the tongue bind because i remember somebody a long time ago like telling me about like uh get get you if you can and if you can stomach it this is like something you have to like be really okay with squeamish things get you like a cow's tongue yeah and then like do a little bit of knot magic with some rope or some chain and be like mm-hmm. i'm finding you can't speak you can't do things you can't say yeah. things. you really need to nail that tongue down
1: yeah oh yeah yeah that well means- and it it can we 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 in our coven tradition we use a version of that tongue bind um and we get a lot grosser than that so uh yeah so yeah there, there are there are different ways to do that so yeah but you are right though yeah it, it can be a little. If you're If you're kind of squeamish, yeah yeah, you probably probably don't want to use that one.
0: My, my mama I say just remember to support local businesses and go to your local butcher first. That's right. My mama and her her girls, Ms.
2: Diane, um, Ms. Diane would take that tongue to the cemetery, nail that tongue to the oldest tree she could find in the cemetery and feed it with some rum infused with some hot pepper. Oh god. Ms. Diane was not one to be Yes, yeah, so I was. going okay, so don't,
1: do don't 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 mess with uh, Don't mess with witches. Oh, uh, we, we, will, we will get you. Oh,
2: she wasn't a witch. She was a oh. god. Oh,
1: she was a god Christian, Christian woman. Yes. Of, of, of course Russians. she was.
0: Find yourself a Miss Diane if you have to, though. I'm not there. Going you go, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I was and that's
1: that's a very good point, you know. If you're not, uh, you know, if you're not in a position to be able to, to handle these things for yourself, so maybe you don't consider yourself a magical practitioner, but uh, you know, but you're open to that, you know. Yeah, come and come and look up look but, us up. We'll let let us take care of your family. Um, we'll, we'll actually be much less inclined to feel guilty about doing horrible things to them.
0: Truth, uh, Yes. I very much say that if, if you, if you find yourself like going back to the first question, if you're struggling to like go back to these like family events, then if you have witches in your life, like, and I'm going to assume if you're listening to the salty witches podcast, you probably do, um, go to them and be like, I don't have, I don't know if I have the strength to do this. So either can you help me with this or can you do this for me? Um, And if they're like, if they're in your life, I'm nine times out of ten we're going to be like, they're going to help you. Mm -hmm. I will say though, um, don't try to do this the night before. If this is, let me say this, if this is going to be something that you're going to do and you already know it's going to be a thing, start working now. Because Mm -hmm. once you get to that day and it's going to be a day, Right, or sometimes you know, I get people have to go out of state. They stay for a week or so, but like, if it's just a day, you've done all this anticipate anticipatory work, right, leading up to that. That's gonna be one hell of a spell. I'm just yeah. saying.
3: Yeah. No, it
1: it is. I, that's always a good idea. Yeah. If you if you got some time to get things moving before. If you're face to face with those people or before you're you're getting into the car to make that drive or you know flight, whatever, right? Yeah, that's always going to be a better way to work that. Um, it's interesting because the two of you both went right to offensive spells, which tells me that the two of you both tend to be evil, evil, wicked witches. Okay. Um that that's okay. I'm not judging me too. But uh, but you know, for, for the sake of discussion, what about something say more within the realm of like defense? What about actually doing something on yourself?
0: How about bolstering yourself up on an energetic bubble? Yeah. There's that. Um, I I, I like to go, like, this kind of sounds very childish and mundane, but like um, wearing... wearing your most sexy outfit that you can muster to boost that confidence even if it's not family appropriate fuck them who who gives a shit let them talk yeah about it. gonna be talking about you let them talk about that too
1: exactly well who knows they might like it they would be like oh god you remember last year yeah jasper wore assless chaps to dinner oh god that was fabulous
0: absolutely um, there uh, you and, go no but like um one thing came to mind just now as, as as like we were talking about that and it's like the old childish things use the use stuff like this i'm rubber you're glue Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you, and I hate to say it, but that can be an effective spell if you try and put enough energy behind it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are just those are just the words spoken
0: to capture your intent. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, but like, I'm not traveling to my family events with like my whole witch altar behind me. So sometimes you got to take stuff, and you just kind of have to like throw that energy in it. Be like, you know what? No, we're done. I bind you, Nancy.
1: No, that's right. Yeah.
2: For all my jar spell witches out there.
1: (laughs) Why'd you have to go there? This
2: one you're not going to seal. Get yourself a jar. small jar. You know, one of the cute ones that Etsy witches like to use. Um, And what you're going to do is in that jar, you're going to add some rose for compassion, self-compassion for yourself. Mm -hmm. You're going to add some cinnamon for empowerment. You're going to add some ginger for power as well. Um, Lavender for calm. And maybe if you really want to get real, like, like just lock that shit down, maybe throw in some rue for cleansing or even basil for some more fire and basically talk to those herbs, put it in the jar Um, You don't have to cleanse your jar with incense, but if you want to, go ahead.
1: Okay, I blacked out for a minute there. Did you actually, did you, did you, in your list of things to add, did you add, did they put something in the jar that is supposed to embody them? No.
2: Listen, I'm going with sacred scent.
1: Listen. So, this
2: is a sacred scent spell. And basically, each time, you know, you talk to those herbs, you tell them what their job is for. You put that in the jar. Mm Mm-hmm. If you want, you throw a quartz in there to give it a little extra oomph. Um, And basically, it's a shaker. Mm. The jar is you. Okay. So as you shake the jar, it helps stir up that energy around you for you. And if you really want to amp it, shake it, pop it open. After it's settled, don't get cinnamon in your nose. That might sting. Um, And then give it a little whiff and then close it up. And that'll help kind of
0: amp up all of your personal sovereignty so what you're telling me is, is to have witchy poppers okay yes. cool party i'm here yes. for it that basically the vibe i just got is like witchy poppers yes I mean,
1: in <laughs> essence yes although i don't know that austin's uh formulation there is going to uh relax your your sphincter
0: i mean it could yeah. That rosemary there's is wonderful, Okay. And there there's, is
1: there's lavender in there. You're right. Lavender can be very soothing and relaxing. I
0: don't know, that cinnamon sometimes it gets me, let me tell you. I love it. Does so- it?
1: No. Okay. We all we all have our thing, right?
0: I guess. Um, okay. So all right. So I want to I wanna
1: talk about kind of our next, next, next focus here because I'm I'll be the first to admit, I am not a turn the other cheek forgiveness kind of personality, but I, I will say there have been moments in my life where being able to do that actually probably would have been the best way to handle something. So I want to talk about from both a, a behavioral pers- behavioral perspective and from a magical perspective, what, what benefit can we really gain by basically by, by choosing to forgive these people? You know, I mean... I think that that can be an an interesting thing to consider because a lot of the time, you know, we continue to force ourselves to deal with people who have harmed us a lot of the time. Um, you know, and I think some people believe that in the process of doing that, like, oh, I must have forgiven this person if I was able to continue to interact with them. You know, I must have been able to get past this, you know, this hurt, you know, like, you know, but I, I don't always know that that's the case. I think a lot of the time we've, we've maybe we've just kind of stuffed some of that down Repressed. so that was so that we can yeah we've repressed so that and we can continue associated. to go through the motions right so i'm talking like legitimate like like we we consciously decide i am going to forgive this person it does not mean that they're going to change it does not mean that they won't do something else equally harmful to me but i am going to forgive this person what what benefit can we gain from that
3: hmm
0: there
1: isn't any, right?
0: All right. Okay. Next topic. <laughs> no. Um forgiveness is um first and foremost, I'm it's a choice. I'm like, do what? First and foremost, it's a choice. It is, and it's an act of choice. It's something that you have to keep keep doing. Yeah. Not like a I forgive you. Moving on, because honestly, I, I tell people forgive, never forget. Yeah. If you forget, then it's gonna happen again. Oh yeah. And, and, and forgiving is not also, I really want to like swell this and sorry, there's a, uh, I live downtown Indianapolis and mm-hmm. so, um, there's a, a ambulance going by. Good luck. Let's be ever in your favor. Oh, we,
1: we, we can't even hear that.
0: Oh, sorry. I could hear it. That's why. No. Anyway, um, forgiveness not to sound like like something you see on like one of those weird light-worky motivational posters like it really <laughs> does um it is for you it isn't for them yeah when you forgive somebody it's releasing yourself from holding on to that pain of what has been done but not forgetting that it happened it's saying i'm no longer going to give this any energy And I'm no longer going to allow this to continue to dictate how I'm doing things. Okay. I'm letting go of this for my sake, not yours. Okay.
1: So with that in mind, okay. So I want to ask you guys for your, your opinion on what I'm about to say next. Okay. So on a, on a spiritual level, looking at something like what you were just saying, Jasper. Mm -hmm. Okay. And looking at the way that, the spiritual connections that we form with other people work so sitting in a position um say where we've we've been unable maybe to forgive a situation or a past experience right and allowing that person to continue to hold or to i want to say not hold let me let me try this again so basically when we when we kind of live in this situation where we're still caught up a bit or where you know we haven't been able to move past some of this stuff right Um, that seems to me in some way to be continuing to allow that person to take up space in our minds and in our hearts that they don't deserve. And in the process of being able to fully reclaim our power in situations maybe where we have been victimized or traumatized in some way, would it make sense that forgiveness could be a component of that process, that being able to forgive someone, not for them, but for ourselves, is a way for us to fully, healthily detach, and to be able to reclaim some sense of personal power.
0: Absolutely, yes, yes. Okay. Uh, um. Actually, I I want to say that like Austin has been working on me, or working on this with me. Um. Austin is not my therapist, but Austin has been teaching me. Um, he's been. I've been going through Austin's classes. Yeah. And, A lot of that is like learning how to be a witch and how to like walk in and step into your power, right? So, are you ready to
1: forgive Austin for what he did to you yet?
0: Never, Um, okay. All right, um, you're never gonna be off the hook, so sorry. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, I think, I think, um, Austin has been telling me, and it's kind of been something that I've I've carried over into my own therapy with like my therapist. Mm-hmm. Um He asked me a very interesting question. He was like, why are you giving this person this much power in your life? And, and it's like, because I was harboring on to like a lot of like hurt and pain and like mm-hmm. there was some issues in my family going on and with some friends that I, I'm, I'm not sure are friends, mm. like, so I'm, I'm putting them on probation. Some of them, let's just say that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But like, it's very much like he's like, why are you giving them this power? Like, why do they get to have it? Take it back. Like, they don't get to have that power. And I'm like, well, I mean, I mean, like, I've forgiven them. And he's like, if you've forgiven them, then you'd have the power back. You don't have the power back. So you need to forgive them. Let that go. Take your power back. Don't let them do it again. Gotcha. But that doesn't mean that you can't not forgive them. You know, just because I'm I'm forgiving you doesn't mean I'm going to let you do the same things again. Hell, that doesn't even mean I'm going to let you be in my life anymore. Yeah. But it is saying, like, I'm not going to let you continue like this moment of what you did to me, continue to dictate the rest of my life. And I actually had to do that with the uncle that um um harmed me. Wow. The reason I'm going to my family events is because I've conscientiously been like, I'm not letting you have this power anymore. Yeah. I personally am not calling it forgiveness because that sounds like a get out of jail free card, but I am saying, listen, I'm not letting you dictate what I'm doing in my life. I'm going to this family event because I want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's
2: forgiveness as much as it's acceptance. Well, I, I love
1: that what I love that Jasper just said that because it was so funny. I was just gonna say something very similar to what you just said. You made that comment about how it feels like a get out of jail free card. And I, I think that a lot of people feel along the lines of forgiveness and whether it be forgiveness around the art, you know, the focus of our discussion tonight or just in general, just forgiveness. I think a lot of people have this idea that if you forgive someone that you're basically you are, you're giving them a free pass. Like yeah. now, like now you're off the hook for this horrible, shitty thing you did to me. And, and the reality is, is no, you, you can forgive someone with the understanding that they still fucked up. And they still hurt you. And they're not going to do it again. Um, and part of making sure that that happens is is where you assert your boundary. You you know, because you don't know if they will, right?
0: I think um, one of my favorite things to watch is like um, courtroom scenes where where the family has a chance to speak to the person who, who's done the crime against their family. Yeah. And you'll see, and I think it's a very powerful il- image, okay? Because a lot of times you'll see them say, I forgive you. You're mm. still going to go and spend the rest of your life in jail, though. Yeah. That's like you are still responsible for what you've done to me. And that will not change. Yeah. I am not letting you go in with this power over me. Yeah. I'm taking power back. And then you can continue to do the things that you've done. Yeah. And I think that's just a very powerful imagery. But yeah. like it's it's just like and, and Austin's absolutely right too. It's very much um acceptance. Like I cannot I can't go back and change what happened and honestly I don't think I want to not saying like yeah. anything like in my personal life I've had to really come to the the point where like I have accepted that the things have happened in such a way that I am where I am right now mm-hmm. and and where I am right now I would not want to be um yeah, I, I don't want it to be different
3: that's gotcha. so, it okay yeah, yeah that's good
0: so
1: That's good. That's, a good. that's a good thing. That's a good place to be. I don't know. I tend to be, I'll, I'll be the first, and you both know this, I will be the first to admit that I'm a little twisted. I'm a little warped. And one of the things that I have found a, a sick kind of pleasure in over the years, particularly when I'm confronting someone who has harmed me and I can see that they already kind of feel bad, they already know that they fucked up and they hurt me and they feel shitty about it, mm-hmm. is I will then forgive them. Because that's like squeezing lemon into that wound. It's like you already feel bad, so I'm gonna forgive you, and then you're gonna feel even worse because I forgave you.
0: <laughs> I I really really hate to quote the Bible, but I really love the illustration um, in a proverb, or it's either in a psalm or a proverb, and you know it's still witchy. We use it in in conjure. Yeah, right? I, I don't. I'm not a conjure worker, but Austin uses it in conjure. Um, it's like when you're when you're when you're kind to someone who's wronged you. Mm-hmm. It's like throwing like heaping coals of fire on their head. They're just so fucking confused. They're mm-hmm. just like, why, why are you doing? Why, why are you being nice to me? Is this authentic? Yeah. And yep. then they they're wondering, is this person even mm-hmm. being real? Or are they being fake? Nope. I have no idea. They seem genuine, but they could be lying. And that to me is the most delicious, like <laughs> well, also psychological thing. and emotional warfare. It I mean, is. It
2: it yeah.
1: hits psychologically emotionally and also we we tell people all the time people particularly people who have legitimately been on the receiving end of a curse mm-hmm. we one of the ways that we tell people to to kind of unravel a curse is to actually do something kind to the person who accursed them
3: mm-hmm.
1: mm. because that creates that creates this weird disperse of energy back at the caster of the curse that basically removes any power that they really have to be able to continue to harm you mm-hmm.
0: And then and it's, and go back into the psychology of it. There's also like, did he or they, you know, curse me? Did they? Yeah. yeah. It was, why all the fuck is all this like shit happening to me? I honestly love when Austin tells the story of um, you had an ex that really hurt you. Right. And so you gave him a nasty one and he had this situation happen in his whole life. Right. Mm. And, and he had no idea it was you because, hey, you just kind of you kind of let him go. Right, yeah. He came back, and and he was like, "That was you." And then after he found out, oh boy, he was just he was just. I'm not trying to tell your own story, Austin, but like to me, it's the I tell people it's the perfect illustration. I don't give them any details, obviously, but like <laughs> you know, it's just like Austin. Just he he cursed him, and then he let it go, and he was like, he was cordial, and he was able to be like, "Hey, we'll chat." And this boy's, and then he comes to him. He's like, "I have to tell you all these problems, and I'm so sorry," and blah blah blah. Austin's like, "Okay, all right, we're done."
1: Yeah, I remember that Austin's breakup with George Clooney was a. That was bad. That, that was a. That was a. That was a terrible. Ooh, that was a terrible no, time.
2: Basically, long story short, George had it coming. Long story short, he very first serious relationship, um. Emotional, mental, manipulative. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, first year of college, full de- like mental breakdown. Um, and I, I, I
1: got thought out. Said, I thought you said long story short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, hey, we're not going to let this emotional manipul, Im, Im, emotional manipulation happen. Continue your story, Austin. <laughs> got out. Started doing some more training, balancing
2: myself, healing myself. Did the things, moved on with my life. A couple years later, he basically was like, Can we meet up for lunch? We met up for lunch. I paid for everything because I was in a good place in life. Uh, I still am. And uh, he was relaying all these stories to me. And I just looked him straight in the face and said, I did all that. You pissed off and you hurt a witch. My spirits and I took recourse. Mm. You've learned your lesson. I will lift this curse from you. And said, yes. I was like, okay, cool.
0: Went home that night, lifted it. Um, things improved. But notice a key element of the story. You went on with your life after you did the curse. Initially, oh, yeah.
2: There's no point in sitting there and continuing to rehash things like that. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. You know, there are some times where you want to feed a curse pretty consistently, but. Whip it up, fire it off, let it go, move on.
0: But that's like, and 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 honestly, on and to kind of like tie in a little bit of magic. If you really want to forgive somebody, maybe tie in with a curse. I would say, because it's still being like, I'm gonna make sure you get what you need to do, but I'm gonna let it go. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. I guess that's that. I mean.
1: Okay, so let's uh, let's switch gears again. <laughs> let's let's kind of get back to the practical here. So all right, so we've talked a lot about uh, other ways of kind of addressing some of this these kinds of situations around the holidays but one of the things that i wanted to talk about and i um you know i think I, we've we've kind of mentioned this on the podcast before but this time of year though that is a time of year that we historically and in many cultures we associate with time with family you know uh holiday gatherings these kinds of things this is actually in a lot of spiritual traditions this is also a time of year that is a lot about very deep um introspective like you know like like shadow work personal work right Mm -hmm. um and so with that in mind i i'm kind of i'm kind of of the idea that this would actually be a good time for us maybe if we were going to be working magic around something like this to be focusing on personal healing
2: Yes, you
1: know i mean we from you know so say i mean look at that okay so say we're you know as jasper recommended earlier you know like we're we're in therapy you know, we're working with a professional to help us kind of process and work through some of this stuff, right? But say we want to supplement that with our spiritual practice, right? So, what, what, maybe, what recommendations would you guys have around? Say, maybe like workings that could be done for personal healing. Mm-hmm. Austin is just totally silent because he has no ideas. This, his his faith is a is a blank I, I, page. I a chance,
0: mm-hmm. if you want me to chime in, I will. I think um, working on healing, hmm, it depends on like,
3: hmm.
2: Okay, so the first thing you're going to want to do is you want to make sure that you get yourself nice and cleansed, okay? Um, Nice and cleansed? Nice and cleansed. Uh, Going into healing, um, any healer will tell you this. When you go and you do a healing session or you start to do healing work, you want to make sure you do a cleansing or a clearing on yourself. Not because there's an attachment, not because of anything bad, but just because it helps the energy flow a little bit better. So focus on your spiritual hygiene during this time. Focus on, you know, are you feeling things that you are noticing are cyclical? If you are noticing it is cyclical then you need to actively work magic to help, um, help counteract that. This would be a great time for you to maybe restructure your altars if you have any. This would be a great time for you to potentially start journaling out your deepest, darkest thoughts and then burning a book. Because effectively mean burning
1: the journal that you've yeah, burning, oh, up.
2: burning the journal. Okay. And then because effectively what you've done is you've charged that journal up with all that emotion. And then what you can do is you can throw some herbs, maybe a couple sigils or whatever for transformation and power, and then burn that sucker.
0: Okay. I, I had a a a much different idea just come to me and please um. Uh, don't rip it to shreds. It's something that I just was thinking about. Like, uh, when you work with like stones or like crystals, right? Yeah, yeah. And you program that stone or crystal. What a way you could do is get a particular one, and then when you go to therapy, you take that with you. So that the the, the stone—I'm going to call them rocks. The rock yeah. is hearing what's going on with it, right? And then afterwards, when everything is said and done, do a healing working, kind of like or I. I your favorite healing working for me i like to just take a bath honestly yeah and then you kind of take that rock and um it's with you during the ritual healing bath but then afterwards you just be like all right i'm going to do something and and it's to release you back and it's i wouldn't recommend this with like your favorite polished stone but like a rock that's good for just a normal rock and hear me out Take it to a, a, a stream and a stone and be like, all right, I'm done. And we throw it out and just let it go. Yeah, but that rock has been with you during this whole time, this whole like specific process of your therapy. Because therapy is ongoing, okay? I do want to preface this. It's not like you're going to go to five sessions and be done, okay? Yeah, yeah, But there are sections. And so when you're working through this particular section, you can take this particular rock and be like, I want you to listen to what's going on, right? um be there with me but then it's very symbolic you're letting go of that it's letting the weight off of you right and you're throwing it away but it's like throwing it back to nature it's not going to harm anything yeah okay. i'm going to take it no i simple. like i like that because like that, that the, the
1: stone becomes a a visual or a a physical focus for yes for the process that you're involved in yeah i like that
0: you should make a puppet of yourself that yes i was going to say if you have trouble with like like doing like magic on your own body physically make like something that's very sympathetic make a puppet that looks
2: like you or no make a puppet that looks like you and all the things that you feel are burdening you things that you feel need to be healed trauma stuff like that and 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 put representations on there you know if you feel that you're becoming your mother. Then make, how the, puppet, dare you. make the puppet look like you. You
1: looked right you, at me when you said that.
2: I looked
3: That's fucked other. up.
2: Okay, whatever. And um now you lost my train of thought.
0: Make the puppet. You look Pop like your mother. you have a thing with make, your make
2: a puppet and do healing work on the poppet. Mm-hmm. Basically. Um I've I've taught my students how to do scapegoat puppets. So that way any negative attack or psychic attack hits that. This would be something for bolstering you. Make a puppet that looks like you, and then sit and talk to that puppet. Talk to that puppet, give that puppet words of affirmation. If you want to do inner healing work, like child stuff, childhood trauma, make that puppet look like you as a kid. And then tell that puppet the
0: things that you needed to hear as a child. And then operate it like operation, just pull things out of it. And then if you touch the sides, it'll ding at you. Exactly. Mm
3: -hmm. Yes.
0: I really like that, Mm -hmm. Austin. That's kind of what I was also thinking about with the rock. Yeah. It's a physical representation of like, hell, if you really need to enchant the pop it and then uh, it might look weird. So keep it as hidden as you can, but take a pop it with you to therapy. Yeah. Because my thing is this um you need to 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 do some of this as soon as you do your therapy not maybe during or see if it's okay with your therapist if you can record the session if you're yeah. strong enough okay it's let me just... rephrase this you need to be strong enough okay and make sure it's not going to break any HIPAA violations um yeah. but like the only way you can really deal with some of this is if you're like taking it when it's fresh in your mind right and so don't wait like four days after your therapy appointment or whatever you do. And be no, like, you have to be proactive on your healing. Yes, you do. You have to be like, all right, we did, we learned this today. I'm going to implement this today.
2: Yeah, So that's a really good idea. If you take that pop it with you to therapy and you're specifically working through childhood trauma and you've essentially named <laughs> That puppet for your childhood trauma?
3: What?
1: I'm so sorry. I'm just getting, I'm getting like just twisted visuals. I'm sitting there. You're like, you're in your therapist's office, and Stop they're the what? Stop yes, you've got your. Yeah. No, I was, I was, I was picturing. So you're sitting there in your therapist's office, and depending on the kind of therapy that they're doing, you know, they reach into their desk and they pull out a puppet, you know, and then in response, you like get into your bag and you pull out your puppet. <laughs> 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 and, their, and their therapy puppet and your puppet have a little conversation.
3: <laughs>
1: Sorry, I was just picturing this in my head because I'm uh, I'm fucked up like that anyway.
3: <laughs> I see no problem with
1: this. Oh, no, 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 no. And the thing is, it's in the process of actually completing an effective therapy session that could be totally effective. that could totally work. Um, you're not just, actually talking to your therapist,
0: they're just talking to you're looking away and it's talking to the therapist, and just
1: like, exactly. Yes, just the visual just the visual alone just had me cracking up
0: Witches, it actually fucks up and it does start talking wow. there you exactly, ah. exactly.
3: <laughs> yes god. okay
0: which well, so- that's a me or uh what is it what are they called uh the the ventriloquists oh god yeah oh god anyway that'd uh, be kind
1: of that'd be a cool skill to develop as as a witch if you particularly if you're working with any kind of dolls um okay all right so all right so let's okay I, I want to talk, because okay, so th- this is a different situation that we see a lot of people dealing with this time of year, okay? You know, we've talked so much about family trauma, you know, the difficulty of having to continue to deal with family, you know, but one of the other things that we know happens to a lot of people this time of year is that they they don't have family. They they don't have a place to go. They don't have people, you know, and they can there can be a lot of issue around ab- abandonment, um, you know, and there could be a number of reasons that people find themselves alone, right? You know, maybe they've got, you know, family that is just you know really full of shit people and you know they who know you know who knows you know maybe they, they came out of the closet or maybe you know they made some other life decision that their family didn't approve of and they were disowned right you know th- there are lots of reasons but um what do you guys feel people can do on both mundane behavioral wit levels and and within the realm of the spiritual to, to actually kind of help counteract feelings of of loneliness and abandonment around this time of year
0: I can speak on the mundane, but I'll have I'll. Well, well,
1: I mean, let go for it because I mean that's important too. Remember, we're being we're being holistic here. So what 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 resources or what can people do to maybe support themselves with that, Jasper?
0: Um, first of all, you kind of have to be proactive. Yeah. Um, but like, actually, just had this conversation with some of my uh, bartender friends, and I asked them very pointedly. I'm like, why does the why does the gay bar stay open on Christmas Day? That seems like weird like everywhere else is closed and and he just looked at me and he was like very kind about it but he just looked at me goes where else are they gonna go yeah and 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 as sad as that sounds sometimes that is your christmas right that is like i'm going to be with my chosen family okay Mm -hmm. and so it's very important that like and I understand a lot of people, like, some people don't like having friends. They like being loners. If you are, maybe you should look into that. That's kind of odd. But anyway, no no yeah. tea no Shade. Tea no Shade. But um, I, I think that um, ha- everybody has a friend. And if they're able to, you should try and see about being with them. Or if you like being alone on the holidays, maybe something that you can do is... Um, doing things that you want to do eat your favorite food okay yeah uh uh, watch your favorite shows treat it like a special occasion for yourself Mm -hmm. okay like I think COVID taught us that a lot when we were like locked down a lot of people had to spend the holidays alone and it wasn't even I don't want to be with my family they really did Mm. Um, but there was like lists there that you can google it right now there are lists of like activities and like what did people do when they had they found themselves alone on the holiday to make the holiday loneliness less um lonely lonely yeah no and 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 it could be that maybe you just need to to, to try and schedule facetimes or like there are groups and support groups everywhere so but i think to backtrack the main thing is to be proactive
3: mm-hmm
0: i'm not trying to be ableist. i understand that people's situations are very different like right like you 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 you, not everybody might have the ability to do this yeah but take this as your sign if you're listening to this that there are people out there who will help you be proactive okay if you're like i think i'm going to have to be alone on this holiday season okay let's talk about that what can we do and this is the caseworker in me coming out like like we have resources and and groups you can be part of for that very reason you Mm -hmm. know yeah so i think that mundanely speaking that is like the biggest thing that anyone needs to you need to 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 recognize it's gonna happen and then just start working towards it
1: gotcha okay all right all right so austin on a magical level what might we be able to do or what could we potentially do to help ourselves deal with issues of loneliness and abandonment
2: i've answered a lot of these you should answer one
1: i'm steering the conversation
2: (laughs) on a magical level
1: yeah yeah austin over here like i hate talking about magic don't ask me to share information on spell work mike i hate it
0: have that big-ass book of spells and grimoire stuff right there. What is that? Did you just bring that out right now? What is this? Oh, I don't want to talk. Drops big, heavy book. Poof.
1: He turns right to page 586. He knew. He knew. 394.
3: Yeah. Um.
2: There is magic in old holiday movies. What? <laughs> there is magic in old holiday movies. Ways to not feel alone is to do things that you once used to do okay you know one of the things that my mama and i used to do is we would make cookies so make some christmas cookies do some kitchen witchery doing that you know if you live in a small apartment complex if you have the ability to do it make some cookies and take it to other people around you everyone always thinks that oh, I'm alone, I'm lonely, why does no one ever come to me? Well, bitch, maybe you should get the fuck up and go to other people.
0: Yeah. No, Probably, because I-
2: guess what? No one knows what you're feeling.
0: Well, and that's kind of like what I was saying, like being proactive. You
2: you, know you have to be proactive. And I know that that may sound ableist, but you're not going to be able to get up and get the blanket if you don't get up and get the blanket.
0: Well, yeah, and nobody, nobody can read my mind,
2: all right? You know, and- no one can read your mind. Yeah. You know, Um, so that's one thing. Another way, you are surrounded by spirits that absolutely love you, that are there for you.
1: Mine are relatively neutral. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Go on. They love you. Yes, continue.
2: And... The easiest way to pull them closer to fill that space with that communal um togetherness is to acknowledge them.
0: Oh, yeah, I no acknowledge idea. them. Yeah, you know, Honor your ancestors and the mighty dead, and, and like all the people, your that...
2: ancestors, mighty dead. Everyone always, every single time, answers, them, well, all my ancestors were Mormon or Christian. Okay,
0: they love Christmas, then they
2: fucking love Christmas. Yeah. Okay. So do that. That will pull them closer. Um, If you need your space to feel like a home, do some stuff like a simmer pot. You know, what scents are associated with Christmas for you? What scents are associated with Thanksgiving for you? Scent is such a powerful, magical tool that everyone always fails to understand people give me crap all the time well the oil doesn't have to smell good you're right it doesn't have to smell good as long as it gets the job done but think how much more potent that's going to be if someone smells that oil and it triggers a particular response in their brain which then triggers a particular emotional response that then lends more power and fuel to their magic i don't know about y'all But I don't want to put on an oil that smells like rancid grossness.
0: Well, If its
2: purpose is to attract money.
0: Well, honestly, that's kind of the reason I like cinnamon so much or like apple cinnamon. Uh It smells Nana used to to burn in her home. Yeah. Like you would go to her home on Christmases or like holidays. Hell, sometimes just in the middle of the year you would smell that. So at the Christmas times, that's the smell I want to put in my home Yeah, because it makes me feel close to her. And yeah, she's only been gone a couple of years, but damn, you know? And so yes. I would even say like, I mean, I said I was going to do the mundane, but like Austin kind of just triggered something, ask them to come close. Physically, like not like I, I, physically, I know that sounds weird, but like make the atmosphere in my home feel Like it's crowded a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're talking about Christmas a lot,
2: right? We're talking about
1: Christmas. No, no, no. We're talking about just just, just holidays around this
2: time of year. Keep referring to Christmas.
3: Well, yeah,
1: that's a big one for a lot of people.
2: So here's the thing. Historically, we see, yeah, sure. We have, you know, Shadowfest, Solon, whatever the fuck you want to call it, where all the and spirits are close. It doesn't matter. We're in a dark time. Ancients, ancestors, there's a reason why a Christmas carol takes place on those nights. There's a reason it takes place on Christmas Eve. It's because historically and mythologically and folklorically, this is a time of year that is cold, that is dark, that is scary. There are people who are on the streets that are dying. Spirits are prevalent. And so it is not hard for them to reach across that veil and make contact with you. And if you're the type of person who's like, I don't want to do that in my home, then go out. If you have the ability to do it, go do some community service. Go volunteer at the soup kitchen. You know, listen to someone else's story. If you're going to go to the soup kitchen, guess what? They're probably going to have you cooking. They're probably going to have you volunteering there. Pull out your kitchen magic do that oh well, i don't know the properties of this well then you're a shitty witch and you need to figure out the, the properties of a fucking onion okay it's or, called
0: fucking google search okay so seriously like vary that I, I i hate to reference the golden girls but like my favorite episode of one of theirs is like where rose goes and like she's like oh it's time for me to get down to the 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 shelter i'm gonna go and do some you know volunteering for christmas on christmas and all the girls are like that sounds like a really good idea because they couldn't go be (laughs) home with her uh Mm -hmm. so they all go and be with rose and do that And, and honestly like yeah and austin's right this is the dark and spooky time of the year this is like where the veil is the veil the veil is very like thin right yeah but it wouldn't be hard if you had to stay home like if you were sick or like you know, you just you don't have the energy to get up and go out per se. Like, I don't have the peopleing in me. Mm-hmm. Just, we have to take into consideration there are people who can't people. And yeah, yeah. If you're a witch, you should have the ability to contact those spirits. And if you're talking to those spirits regularly, it wouldn't be hard to be like, all right, I'm going to pull out my board. I'm going to pull out my cards or whatever you use to like mm-hmm. open communications and then start dialoguing with them. You're like, hey, let's just yeah. chat. You know? What if
2: I I, contact a trickster?
0: So what? You're going to have one hell of a night. Yeah, really that. It's going to be like one of those fucking, it's going to be like a Christmas carol. There you go. Let's be real. Okay. I I just have to say this and it's going to sound like a very gatekeepy shitty thing to say because you know, witch talk and whatnot, but like there aren't that many fucking tricksters going to be tricking you. Okay. They're not just waiting for you to fuck up. They're not just hovering around you going Mm -hmm. all right. Oh, 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 they didn't open the widget board right. How yep. dare! Now's my chance. And plus, this is uh this is a, a time of year that is very family focused, even mm-hmm. for our ancestors and our, our mighty dead. If there was a trickster just hovering around waiting for you to fuck up, I'm pretty sure they're gonna be like, not today, Satan. And and yeah. they're gonna be like, no, 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 no. There's not gonna be no trickster coming through. So I I just want to have that little quick tangent because like yeah. I'm so tired of the fucking tricksters and the I gotta make sure it's the right spirit. Is Hecate actually contacting me? I don't know. Why don't you do some stuff and find out?
3: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah. That's 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 all very true. Yeah. Hmm. And just quick note, um, Golden Girls references on the podcast are always welcome and encouraged.
0: Well, thank you for being a yeah. friend.
1: Yes, you're you're very welcome. Travel down the road and back again. Okay.
3: No, yeah.
0: It just I think those are really good options. All of those. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, I I'm kind of a big believer. Um, I I've seen this in my own life, and I've seen this be of benefit to a lot of other people. And I think that you'll even find, um, biblical, uh, story around this. You certainly will see uh, concepts of this existing in Eastern Asian. Uh, Spiritual paths and philosophies, but mm-hmm. there, there's this idea, there's the understanding that if you get to a moment in your own life where you are really feeling or living in a state of suffering, that one of the best ways to alleviate that is to actually put yourself into a position of service.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, being able to step out of yourself for a moment, being able to kind of decenter yourself, and to be able to focus on. Making the people around you in whatever way, particularly people who are very in need in some sense, being able to improve their circumstances, even in some small way is uh, or or it it can be very it it can be a huge shift. It can create a huge shift in your perspective. And um, even even from that moment, the way that you would then continue to look at your own worries, your own troubles. Right. I think that. um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shift your perspective. Yeah. yeah well maybe it isn't all that bad not that like okay i i don't want to like again i'm not here to sound ableist but i'm also not here to allow people to 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 wallow
3: yeah
0: said, oh, yeah, yeah. Sounds, hear me out people who are listening just let me finish my thought like your situation is unique. And I think that it is, it can be just as terrible. And I am not saying that you should just go do something to cure yourself. And this is going to like, oh, this is going to be what's going to help you fix yourself. No, 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 your, your problems are still going to be problems. However, mm-hmm. seeing someone else in a situation Oh, that was creepy as fuck. So sorry. Something just moved to my home and it was really weird. Anyway, oh. um, sorry, everybody. <laughs> but which so, is what do you know? No, but going back. um, Seeing somebody else's situation often like helps you see your situation a little bit more clearly. So yeah. you can still have all those problems and you can still have all that like shitty things happening to you. But like seeing somebody else whose life is like maybe a little bit more shitty or just shitty but in a different way mm-hmm. is, is enough to be like okay but here's how i can see my problem now yeah exactly. and, and you need that and i yeah. think that you need that a lot
3: yeah
1: there's that old is, is an old saying that i i i I pitied myself because i had no shoes until i met a met a man who had no feet
3: mm, very yeah good.
1: yeah so yeah i so I've, I've always found that to be helpful in moments like, like like the ones that we're talking about as well so all right yeah. So, all right, so Jasper, I'm I'm really curious about your answer on this one from, and we, and really, to be honest, we've already, with what we've discussed, we've really, we've already gone over this. We really have already, I think, kind of stated this in a number of ways on this episode. But I think it can be so important for people just to hear this message, just to hear this, because I think so many people struggle with this. Um, but from your perspective, with the work that you do, the social work that you do and with the, uh, education and experience you have with behavioral science. So I, I guess I, I really, I want to hear from you on this. So is it okay to cut people off who have been really hurtful? Is it okay for us to remove people from our lives? Just flat out, like no questions, no second chances, just really just to say, no, absolutely not. You're done. Is it is it okay or can it be okay for us to just completely cut people out?
0: I want to answer that by following up with, and I don't want to just give a yes or a no answer because I think we all know what my answer would be, but I want to yeah. follow up with a question to ask yourself. How important is your peace?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: How important is your, your, you, how important are you to you? Yeah. And if the answer is a lot, then absolutely. Then you should cut off people and, and you shouldn't look back. Um, however, you, whenever we ask these kind of questions, because it's not just, okay, it, cutting off, somebody you've known for a month is going to feel a hell of a lot different than cutting somebody you've known for years Mm -hmm. okay and family or chosen family or lifelong friends even and i you know because you could be spending holidays with them cutting them out is not an easy decision yeah however It goes back to and 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 i don't know why we have like such a like i'm kind of like in this weird like waging a war on false humility okay there's this 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 idea that like people are like trying to be so noble that they're just going to be like it's 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 i'm doing this because like it's the it's whatever fuck it right yeah 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 At the end of the day, you need to be selfish because being selfish is the most courageous thing you can do sometimes. Because it's telling you, first of all, I am worthy of respect. I am worthy of of being listened to and valued and loved the way I deserve to be. Mm -hmm. Not the way they have been. And so really you need to first come to the realization and the conclusion that I am worthy of these things. And because I am worthy of these things, then I am going to make the hard decision to cut that person out. Mm -hmm. And it is not easy. And it is very shitty, right?
3: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And it hurts, it hurts so bad. Because it it effectively you're grieving and they're still alive, right? Yeah. And that's often worse. In my opinion, like, and I hate to 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 no, I don't. I don't hate this. Grieving somebody who is alive is 10 times worse than someone who's dead. Because at least when they're dead, you know they can't come back. Yeah. Right? Well, they're dead, you know that you're probably not gonna have to physically interact with them again. Or like grieving you know someone who's dead is like you know there's still that finality of it it's like yeah you know yeah yeah. grieving somebody who is alive you could run into that person you could see them at the supermarket and they don't see you yeah you you know go full on you know i keep dancing on my own i'm in the corner over here watching you kiss this person right and like i'm over here why can't you see me hello yeah yeah and 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 grieving is when they're alive. oh uh, the pain of it. Like I, I have lost. I lost uh, one of my friends when I was a, when I was Christian. We had been friends. I was a Christian for twelve years. We were friends eleven out of those twelve years. Okay. Right. Yeah. That was one like, and I just lost Nana. And Nana's like one of my most important. People in my life. Yeah, I'm a witch, and I'm now realizing she's not that gone. Um mm-hmm. yeah. boy, howdy, but that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but my friend, um, he's still alive. He's married. I'm pretty sure he has kids. I have not been witness to any of those events. Hmm. Not to be able to share those moments, not to be able to, to contact him when Nana did die, not being able to call him and being like, that's your first gut response, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm using a friend as an example, but family is no different. Like if you're not talking to a, pe- a family member, right? Yeah, it's bad. So but at the end of the day. I'm worthy of being respected. I'm worthy of being loved and accepted for who I am, not the idea of who you think I am. Mm-hmm. OK. I'm not responsible for that idea. I'm responsible for who I am. Right. Yeah. And so. If you can answer yes to that, then it is absolutely okay to cut people out who have hurt you, um, who have not respected you, who have belittled you, who have... Fill in the blank. Yeah. And and you need to... And that's why I'm going to say you need to, to, to pluck up all of the courage you got because it's going to be the worst pain you've ever felt. But oh. the... The outcome is far greater than the problem.
3: Gotcha. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to add a little caveat to this. Yes. We also need to make sure
2: that we are checking our self-perception because there have been times where the our window of self-perception can be so small and so skewed because we are so in our fields that... We are not actually realizing how we are reacting to this person's action towards us. And they don't have the power. No one has the ability to make you react a certain way. It is your choice to react the way that you wish to react. So if someone misgenders you... Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're being disrespectful, it's not anything, you know, you can tell it's not intentional, and your first instinct is to fly off the handle, that's probably not the best way to handle that. A conversation needs to be had. And if Mm -hmm. the response is, well, they misgendered me, it's like, okay, well, this person has been trying for how long? Not everyone can be as cool as your, your, your friends who went, okay, this is your gender, awesome, boop, click. If this is your nana for example who um who loves you no matter what and they've referred to you as example joey an entire life you know and this is someone who is
0: oh no getting any nana, younger the nana, nana spirit still calls me tyler like that was my legal name, and that's what she called me in my whole life, and she still calls me that. She knows I go by Jasper, but she's like, "You've been Tyler this whole life." How do you have that yeah. conversation? With the goddamn spirit, yeah, you no.
2: Know, <laughs> and we we have to allow ourselves to check on ourselves and say, "How much is my piece worth?"
1: Okay. Okay, so I I okay no, no, I know I agree with you. I agree, and then we we always need to be mindful of ourselves in those situations, right? Because very often, I was thinking about this earlier today, and this is going to be a bit of an aside, but I was thinking about. A conversation that I hope I never have to have with someone that you and I both know, Austin. And I don't ever want to have to have this conversation, but I fear because this is how my life usually works that sooner or later, I'm going to be presented with an opportunity to have this conversation with this person. And this is someone who you and I both used to work with and someone who we thought was a friend. And uh, someone who we found out actually wasn't really interested in being friends. They wanted to basically own us and own our work. And uh, yeah, basically, you know, uh, anyway, you know, without going into any more detail, but that I know that that is a person who to this day is casting themselves in the light of being the victim mm-hmm. because we chose to close that door. Yep. Like, how dare they leave me alone? They betrayed me. I thought they were my friends. You know, when in reality, what's going on is we just decided that we weren't going to let you treat us like shit and lie to us anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. and so so following along with what you were saying, Austin, I think it's it is important when we look at our behavior. You know, if you go through your life and everyone around you seems like they're treating you badly you might want to look at yourself in that situation. Mm -hmm. You, you might, if everyone around you is not doing what you want them to, if everyone around you is behaving in a way that doesn't fit with your personal agenda, you're, you might be the asshole. Exactly. Um, And yeah, and we need to be mindful of that. Um, And no one
2: ever wants to hear that. No one ever wants to hear that. You're being Mm -hmm.
1: the asshole. Trust
2: me. I get it. I've been in that situation. I have been in that situation. But it is in those moments when we truly can find growth in you.
1: But I I also want to say, though, there is a distinction to be made, you know, with the example that you gave around, say, someone misgendering you Mm -hmm. or maybe deadnaming you, Mm -hmm. right, where someone might slip up and do that every once in a while. That's a bit different than someone looking you in the eye and saying... I don't care how you identify. This is how I've always known you, and I'm going to continue to call you he or she. I'm going to continue to dead name you. I'm going to continue, you know, and that because that right that is that is actively malicious behavior. That person is has made it very clear to you they have no desire to try to be better. Mm -hmm. They they don't care if they hurt you.
2: Particularly if you look at that person and go, that hurts me. Yeah, and if their response is okay, well, it's easier for me, then your response should be, then it's selfish. And if their response back, which is usually what it is, is, well, it's selfish of you to expect me after all these years, then your response would be, then I guess you don't need to know this new me and I am done with this conversation and you should walk away. Yeah, so
1: in that situation, I think that that would be the distinction. And, and, you know, and in that latter example, I would Mm -hmm. say that would be the person like, yeah, please cut that person out. But again,
2: it is all on you. To react accordingly. Yeah, it's which is which is frustrating. Our 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 BIPOC friends know this. Everyone in the LGBTQ queer community, everyone, everyone knows this. That it is exhausting being the bigger person. Go bear that. Absolutely exhausting. It is exhausting me having to sit there with my mother and my brother and go. Getting vaccinated to keep other people and yourself safe is not an opinion. Okay. You know, it is not easy being the bigger person to make everyone else comfortable. And it is in that moment and those moments when you have the power to go, no, fuck this. Everyone else can be uncomfortable. I've had years of being uncomfortable and I'm done. But you need to understand that your the way that you react and the actions that you then take from that moment forward, those are on you. Those are on you. If you actively start the argument, then it is on you that that argument was started. You cannot deflect responsibility for your own personal choices and actions because you now okay. want to backpedal and
1: feel anxious. We, okay, you're beating a dead horse. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, All right. and hi somebody who does actively get misgendered and dead named quite a bit by my own family who has used that very excuse of well this is who you've been our whole life or as my mother likes to put it i gave you this name yeah um i don't give a shit what you did and mm-hmm. i hate to say it austin's right being the bigger person is exhausting so it yes. sometimes just has to be very much the, i, I don't give a shit. If you were God Himself and yeah. showed the gift of life on me, that is not my burden mm-hmm. to carry for you. Yeah, you need to either conform, and if you don't conform, these are the consequences. And I and I have an example of 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 like a time I had to I had to do just this and cut somebody off, and it was my father. He was staying in my home in 2020 during the election season literally was watching election results night after night with me as we were watching Joe Biden win the election and fuck Donald Trump all the way up. Yeah. And he was very upset and I was very elated, obviously, not that mm. Joe Biden was winning because Joe Biden is, eh. But. I was, was happy, wasn't happy it wasn't Trump, right? It wasn't Donald Trump. And like, um, he would not stop like saying the things he was saying to the point where he's staying in my home mind you let me just like preface this he's staying in my home and i said these are the rules of my house you are in my home right and he said i am your father and i said i don't give a fuck these are my rules and you will obey them or there's the door he got his shit and left he made that choice now let me say Wherever you go, you are your house. Mm -hmm. So you have rules for your house, right? And they can't see me, but I'm like motioning to my body. They will obey them. And if they do not, consequences. Actions have consequences. Those can be good. Those could be bad. Okay. And I just want to finish that, the whole thing by saying that. Actions have consequences. And the family needs to know, the friends need to know that if you don't obey these rules, here's the door. Yeah. Sometimes it's me walking out that door. Sometimes it's me closing the door on your face. I'm not having this conversation with you anymore. I am not talking to you ever again. Right. Yeah. And, and, and uh, yeah, we might be beating a dead horse, but I think that, that that's kind of like, I'm dri- I'm going to drive this point home. Mm-hmm. You're your house. What are your rules? i going to let people disrespect you in your own house no okay well then there you go yeah so yeah well okay short answer yes it is okay to cut people off the end
1: okay (laughs) that was a whole thing
0: um on a magical level
2: obsidian's really good for that
1: that's true yes obsidian works very well to cut energetic connections to people we no longer want to see around um
0: and red jasper will help stabilize yes yeah red jasper jasper oh i was such a good name
1: jasper there you
0: go
1: all right well i think i think to be honest i think we're we're probably we we've gone through some really good stuff here i think we've made some really good points and i think we've we've had a little bit of fun in the process so i'm i think we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna probably call this an episode um yeah but uh jasper as always i want to thank you for joining us you are a a pal and a confidant Mm. and um hopefully we'll have you we will have you on the uh, the podcast again soon.
0: I I love coming on. It is literally a treat every time I get to. Because like, you know, it's so funny real quick. Like it's like going from being a fan. And I think you talked about this just recently on a podcast. Because I'm still a fan. I listen to the show every week. Ah. To go from like, you know, being a fan, a casual fan. To like, now I'm here with you all giving my perspective. Because like, that's how relationships form. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, like. It took courage. It took initiative. It took... um, What was that word I used? began with a P? I hate ADHD, I swear. But just now or earlier? I said it earlier. Oh, God. It takes just doing the fucking thing and and, and reaching out to people. And like... Proactiveness. Proactive, thank you. That's the word. But like... Honestly, had I not been like, Hey Austin, will you teach me how to do the crafty things? And then Austin's like, Hey Michael, you want to teach the, the crafty things with me? Yeah. I wouldn't be here talking to you two and have had such a relationship that we have now. Yeah, annoying the shit out of both of you because that's what I do. That's well, unlo- okay.
1: We we like to think that we annoy you too.
0: You do. I mean, I mean, when <laughs> I send gorgeous pictures of yourselves and you're just like, I look so bad. No, you fucking don't shut the hell up. <laughs>
3: And none of that,
0: none of that negative self-talk, but no, I love coming on. it. it's very much a play of religion and honor. And I get to, I, I count myself very lucky and to be amongst good company, especially on some of the guests you've had. I think it's like, thank you for allowing me to join that little ragtag group. Well,
1: you, well you're going you know, well, we like to have you on it. And particularly, you know, you know, on the conversations that we've had with you, you know, you, you've always got something to share. So yeah. yeah so.
0: Sometimes I'm like hearing myself talk. Let me tell you. Oof. Yeah. I'm gonna episodes. Of like I think I've listened to my episodes once so, yeah, so weird. Ugh.
1: Austin never listens to the episodes. and I, I'll admit I do go back and listen because we have for a couple of reasons. one, I like to I like to do like a little bit of quality assurance on our podcast to make sure that we are still presenting information in a way that is going Relative. to be a benefit that we don't have any weird technical issues with our sound, but also we get a lot of questions. And on occasion I, I have to go back and I have to listen to an episode because I can't remember what the hell we talked about. And I need to answer a question from a listener.
0: And yeah, no, like I just, it's weird. <laughs> Austin, you yeah. said that's like a, it's an evolutionary thing or like with the voice. Yeah. We don't like hearing our own voices. Yeah.
2: No. Cause it makes us go, oh, something's mimicking us. It's going to get me.
1: Yes, exactly.
2: You um, know, nope here's one little tidbit for everyone who's listening who wants to get put
1: your tidbit away
2: if your tidbits if you want to kind of dominate the situation to be bent to your will um this would be temporary guys something
1: about you talking about being dominant and being bent to my will you're turning me on over here
2: (laughs) Um, here are going to be here are three really awesome plant spirit allies for you, honeysuckle,
0: rose, and frankincense. So you're telling me that honeysuckle rose on some frank,
2: and
0: Yes. over some domination. Oh, there you go. Wow. Exactly.
2: Okay. This is a very common formulation. You can find this on the internet and everywhere for bend over work. Oh my God. Bend over work. I know he just keeps going. I he just keeps keep going. going. What bend over work does is it basically <laughs> makes individuals bend to your will. You can make a powder out of this. And as you go into the family situation, sprinkle it. You could, you could get the essential oils or the botanical ingredients and powder them and put them in some lotion. So that way, when you hug someone or you touch someone, boom, that uncle Frank, who's an asshole will now Bend because you say so. I
1: mean, um, this is some
2: domination case. magic. Yes, this is power over, but we're witches and we're always having
0: power over. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so so there's always power the over something going on. Yeah. Worst case scenario, just take some of that powder and if he's getting really shitty, just blow it in his face. Exactly. Yes, he just blind off. him. Blind him. <clears 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 throat> throat>
1: yes, and then you turn into a cloud of bats and you fly away. Um, I mean, yes.
0: They okay. last let's do it anyway i need,
1: I need oh. to figure out i need to learn that spell
0: i i would love to be able to leave the room like that every time i will say i cannot wait till uh austin teaches me how to uh get into the astral realm because i'm gonna tell you right now a bitch is gonna turn in some bats and fly around and be like dracula from dracula untold just that's,
3: that's very cool
1: yeah no that's cool because i because you can do shit like that in the astral realm it's it's, it's, it's a lot of fun um mm. all right okay well joey thank you so much um we're gonna go ahead and oh god i'm so sorry I mean, we're just, we were just talking about misgendering yes, and, yes, people yes, in yes, here. Yes. and now i've done this i'm jasper i apologize i looked at the screen once again and i saw, saw <laughs> the old name pop up here god my brain anyway jasper thank you so much for being on the podcast again um and uh for hanging out with us and
3: uh yeah we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna stop recording here um hang on for just a sec